Mandalorian United. Ooh. Hey, today is the first day. Well, when the episode will um, land, it will be the first in day. The in the future, it's going to be the first day of the fourth season. Yay, future. It's too, too long to wait. Can we be in the future already? Yes. Okay. Bye. <laughs> so, um, this week our theme is isolation. And I was trying to think of something about my life or something that happened to me. And then I just weirdly remembered that piece of news that fascinates me. Mm -hmm. It's about a tribe uh, in, in an island near India that decided to isolate himself from humanity. To isolate themselves, yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, it's uh, the Sentinel tribe. They're, they're, they're centered on humanity, basically. Great. Um, and uh, they, we tried to have contact with them in the uh, 1700s, mm -hmm. but being white Europeans as we are, we kind of fuck up. Because uh -huh. uh, basically, <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, they didn't want to do anything with us. They they decided to. Uh, so the European decided to basically steal two uh, adult and two child, and the two child, no, the two adult died of disease because they haven't been in contact with any disease we carry on land. Mm. So they were like, oh shit. So they brought back the the the, the, the child and gave like uh, fruits and meat, like as a Sorry, we done fucked up. <laughs> you know? Sorry, we stole your people here. We brought back 50% of them and we made up for the other 50% with fruit. Exactly. And it has been, I think it's since 2001, uh, that there is a law in, in uh, India that you cannot go near this island. Mm. Um, it, it was brought back because there was this um, white American man that decided it was his life purpose to... Um, evangelize them and they kill them on sight because that's what they do. There is even like a, a, a rig ship of a boat and like all the skeletons are still there because they fire on sight. Kill you on sight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and it was brought back by the death of that uh, that guy. But um, what I find fascinating is the if at first they were isol uh, isolated, they were alone by default because they were like on this island alone. Mm -hmm. When we found them they decided not to want to do anything to it. like they decided no we want to stay in our tribe not have anything to do and yet there was even in 2007 a big tsunami that got over and the government decided to fly um an helicopter with because they're about like a term of 40 people max yeah they, they, we, we don't have a count but like the max they counted was 35 or 40. there's no official census on no this isolated island exactly society. and um <laughs> And the, yeah, so the government uh, uh, flew over the helicopter just, just to, to see if they were okay. Yeah, just to see. Like it wasn't even to bother them. It was just like, hey, are they alive? And uh, that's one of the only images we have of them is uh, they attacked the with the arrows uh, with the lance. The I love this. Yeah, uh, and basically now it became this thing of they're kind of a national treasure. Not only because they are what human used to be. Apparently they don't know about, like they know about fire, but they cannot control it. And they live off the land. The fact that as a tribe, they decided not to want to be in civilization is fascinating to me as a anthropologic yeah. um, nature, but also as a community decision of how one act of saying, I will not do this ended up creating that clan that we know nothing about 
and will never do. And I, I like the idea that isolation sometimes can be put upon us, but they decided to isolate themselves for their own good, for yeah. the good of the tribe, because they have heard what they did to other tribes, mm -hmm. which was <laughs> rape, kill, and take everything. So yeah, yeah and um, so that was my story about isolation. I just wanted to bring that yeah, little that. fact of, I'm so fascinated. Also, but on the flip side, because I love playing devil's advocate, um, I think it's interesting, I don't know, it's t totally different than this, but reminding um, me of, oh gosh, I can't think of like what the word would be, but like communities that are sort of like their own communities, like Amish folks or like Hasidic Jewish communities, mm -hmm. where like, does it count as choosing your isolation if you were born into it and like pretty much told like, well, this is the way we live, we don't, you know, we have our own community and we don't really, obviously this is a very extreme version of that, but you yeah. know what I mean? Like you're being born and just taught well this is the way we live and it it's not like i don't feel like someone could just be like yeah i want to go outside the island bye like sit down moana you have to stay here well <laughs> first <laughs> yeah, I, like i want you know it, so, well it, it's a good question because like there never was a, a tentative from them to reach us yeah so n maybe nobody ever tried to leave the land or maybe they killed a person yeah. that wanted to well, leave. we know, don't know like, that in all of these years my bet would be that somebody was like, I want to see what else is out there. Like, yeah. There's, of course, yeah. there's, it's like cults that will isolate people yeah. to like make sure that their mentality and the way they mm. see, like, yes, there's a, uh, a flip side. That of course there is. I mean, everything that we teach children is brainwashing. Basically. Society is brainwashing. The, like, Nothing is real. But even us as a civilized free human, I will say that with air quotes, <laughs> we still were brought with ideology and uh, that's how the world is. Like yeah. as, as a well, person I mean. who has a socialized female, I still have to unlearn a lot of things now that I'm becoming a feminist, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, you can tell kids anything and then you just tell a whole population of children something and then that's true yeah like it fascinates me well i think the the the, the book divergent was an excellent yeah. way of that that like within a generation they believe the mm -hmm. mythos of how their world was created and everything yeah. meanwhile no like it, <laughs> come on the books have been out there for a long time so um, now that we are but, but i do want to say to add on to what yes. you said before I, I played devil's advocate i do like the idea that isolation doesn't have to be a negative thing mm -hmm. because like when i when i think about the word isolation i think i think of like solitary confinement or like being isolated against your will but i think there are also positive forms of isolation like uh like i really like when i was a kid i used to go to like sleepaway camp and we would have this part in the morning where we like had to just go out to the woods and be alone and i was like i love just like being alone with my thoughts and like we were isolated from like we didn't have technology and things like so in that sense it was like a positive isolation or you know think of like people going out on ret like writing retreats like i just yep. want to go so like or even like hey i need to work on something like i want to go in the room and be by myself or like i just want to be alone right now so i think it's interesting that i can be like a positive or a negative yeah, thing I think and that something by choice and something forced yes yeah. Because I think the positive is when it's by choice. Uh, it, it, the, my first story that when it was we were supposed to talk about that was mm -hmm. how my dad um, used to be this big important guy in, in the mine industry, and in order to have a break, we went on. Just um, for listeners, yes, she says she said mine. She comes from a mining town. She's Katniss. It's not cold though. She's Katniss. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and uh, yeah, and basically we will go like uh, in like resort, 
like mm-hmm. in Pan- uh, in, uh, in Mexico, whatever, mm-hmm. just because at this time of the <laughs> of life, uh, internet wasn't good, <laughs> so we we would not be reached by internet because they didn't get service there back in those days. Yeah, exactly, and like we didn't want to pay for like getting um, internet, yeah. and it was like internet in the lobby. Oh, my God. oh yeah, like. Back 2007 people uh, okay but before we um continue it's oh, time for the 30 second recap and you start oh. ready no <laughs> go okay uh geese springfield south everyone's cold no one can talk there's a lot of nails mayakovsky's dick uh dick spring quentin and alice together um and uh yeah the foxes the fuckers foxes Katie and Penny are like, mm-hmm. and then Katie's like, no, I'm sultry, my mom's dead, and then she leaves. Candy bar wrapper. Uh, what else happens? Oh, Todd is there, and uh, Margot and Elliot want to go to Ibiza. There's a gin. There's a sexy licking a doorknob scene. Mm-hmm. That was good. The doorknob was great. Okay, your turn. Ready? Go. So basically, they go to break the out, break the bills out, and uh, they learn magic uh, without uh, saying a word. So they became mute, and Alice and Quentin di- discovered they have feeling for each other. So they bond each other. Meanwhile, Katie is do is letting her wall down for the first time, and then she learns that her mom is dead. And Maya she's like, "Yo, girl, I get you. Le- leave before I uh, I have to bring you back." And then uh, Penny's sad, and then. Uh, yeah, Margot and Elliot. Margot and Elliot. Margot and Elliot. That's fair. <laughs> They're there too. Come on, we ain't even talking about Julia. She's there too. Fun. <laughs> well, she's not there a long time. Rude. Okay, well, let's talk about Julia because uh, the 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 episodes start with her basically okay. open with her, and basically it starts with her being isolated in uh, um, an interview room at the police station mm-hmm. where she's alone. Covered in blood, kind of traumatized because Anna just died. Mm-hmm. That day. And um, behind her, I don't know if you saw, but it's written like no cell phones. Oh, really? And I, I like this like double negation of like you're isolated and you cannot even use your cell phone to reach for connections. So I don't know. I like that like that she's like super isolated. And they probably do that so no one's uh, Googling good alibis. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I think that there was a lot of interesting stuff going on with Julia because then also um, her sister comes yes. to uh, get her out. I love when they just throw, like, James or, like, family members in who, like, never appear again. What? I know, when the sister came, you were like, ah, oh, it's Marina, right? She doesn't have a sister. And I was like, no, she's a sister for five seconds. Yeah, and I, 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 I always hated that she had a sister just because, what the hell, we never talk about her. And, it, and there's, like... It doesn't do anything to further the plot. No, but I, but yes, it does because I feel that we had a glimpse of, like, Quintens always says that Julia's perfect, that she's the perfect mm-hmm. girl, and now we saw that she has a broken family. Her dad was like a, uh, a mean drunk that her mother like sent away in a in probably hospital or something like that, and it broke her family. And All right. So like I, honestly, for me, it's the honest. It's the first time I understood why the sister was there, mm-hmm. just to show that it's the first time we see a crack in Julia. Yeah, and uh, and like it's a glimpse of like why she's so defensive and why that the moment someone say you need help, she's like fuck you, I don't, <laughs> because she don't want to be her dad. Yeah, and she keeps saying it, like don't I, we all? 
Yeah. Um, but what I was what I was going to say is I think that she, even with her sister, she's isolated because, and, and I think this has pretty much been the case since she was sort of uh, exiled from the Hedgewitch community, which obviously is a form of isolation, right? And then she's like this little respite with Hannah, where it's like, yeah, maybe I'm not alone forever, and then she's, You're alone she's forever. dead, and then her sister comes in, and if this is the same thing that's been happening with James, where she has support, but you can't tell them what's going on in her life. Yeah. And, like, that's very isolating when you have something that you feel like you can't tell anyone, mm -hmm. like, the, the truth of what's going on, and so it's like you can't, we sort of talked about this in the identity episode, where it's like, how can you make real connections with people if you're not being real about who you are, whether yeah. that's you know, not to say that you should tell everybody everything about yourself, but it's hard to make connections when there's some kind of wall there. Yeah, and like, we understand by now that she isolated herself from the family. We don't know if it was prior to mm, magic, but, or not. magic or not, but they seem to know James. So it seemed related also yeah. from that. But like, we can see that there's anger in Julia and her family between it. But like, we also don't know how long they're saying James and Julia knew each other in this. Because in the books, they're like childhood friends. That's true. So it's also possible mm -hmm. that they were just childhood friends yeah. in the show. But anyway. I, I just think that, and also like the, the how contrast they were, Julia and her sister, that mm -hmm. like her sister was blonde with that like, uh, like all well-dressed and like- Like a fancy lawyer. Exactly. Meanwhile, Julia's a wreck because Although that bitch, she, her being a wreck is like, oh, look, my shirt is falling off my shoulder, but I'm still cute and put together. My makeup's a little smudgy. Get out of here, Stella, with your cute face. She's so beautiful. I hate people. Oh. I also love this like TV thing of like, oh, I just woke up from a hangover, but my makeup is fully done, and like she at least did like they they made they an she looked like, rough. Yeah, she like, looks like, rough. They made an effort to like make her makeup look like she hadn't taken. You know what I mean, like. But I still am always like, oh yeah, look at you, you look terrible. Get out of here, that's me on a good day. <laughs> I feel that like Stella being rough is still beautiful and it's unfair. I know, that's what I'm saying. And maybe that's why they put her as a goddess later. She's too pretty to be human. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that works. I mean, I think I touched a little bit on this as well, but like Hannah dying is just like, oh, it's just like a fucking punch in the face of like, she finally has like, she's been isolated from a whole community. She has no one that she can even talk to about like, magic existing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and she's like totally, totally alone in this. She doesn't even, it's not like she, you know, her and Q are still like on the outs. So it's not even she can just like text him and be like, magic. Yeah. Plus he's at Hogwarts and he can't text him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so then she finally finds someone and then this person dies within like, I mean, how long are do they even know each other? Yeah, it's more than a week. Um, no, exactly. I mean, I don't. The time was weird, but yeah. like, you know, it, it wasn't long. Yeah, a couple weeks, maybe longest. Yeah. I, I interpreted it as being a very short period of time, yeah. like a week or something. And then that person, well, a so two things: one, losing that person, and b, is someone dying in front of you, and again, you don't even have anyone to talk to it about because you can't explain what happened or why you were there. Like it requires so much backstory. And right now she doesn't have anyone that and she's it's, close And it's with. kind of in, in interesting when you think about it that the only two big spells that um, she got to witness are bad spells mm. because she saw the uh, Scarlet Web yeah. which, with you and this one, which was a protection spell for Marina. So I think this is also like her doing 
having another bad experience with magic, which gonna lead her to finally accept to go where her sister is like, I know a place. I think because she's realizing this is not good for me. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, it all ties into her conversation with Richard, where Richard's like, Next episode, reason. yeah. Oh, sorry. We watched two episodes in a row. Spoilers from the future future. But <laughs> in the next episode, Richard says something along those lines. The reason that you treat magic like a drug is because the people who you are with are act like drug dealers. Yeah, and I... I, and, I, and I, I had just only experienced this, yes. bad, this negative connotation of magic. Okay. I was wondering why Richard was in my notes. It's because he's not in this episode! <laughs> That's a good reason for him not to be in my notes! <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, speaking of time being weird. <laughs> okay, so if we look at uh, Margot's and Penny... What? Margot and Elliot. <laughs> I, like, I, didn't, I, was like, I really watched this episode weirdly. I don't even remember that. Mar if we look at Margot and Elliot timeline, it lasted a day because they have the same clothes. Okay. I just love that you notice things like that. Uh, meanwhile, Break Bill Self, at least in the books, it's six months. <laughs> ah. Ah. One day? <laughs> well, I, I, I'll say about a month, maybe in the show. Well, that's true. And what's going on with Julia also is like a very short period of time. That's, yeah. That was a weird choice, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Something that is super isolating for Margot, I'm going to go mm -hmm. there, is... Within a day, Elliot meet this guy, and they want to bang, so they bang. And Elliot say, you wish my boyfriend away. So within a- Wait, wait, wait. Really? That was the same day. They wear the same clothes. That doesn't mean anything. In TV, it does. For Elliot, it does. I'd be surprised if he stayed on one so like, day. So like, she, so she, she, you say, you wish my- Really? Yeah. So, really? like, people, uh, and I will be the first to say I always read Margot as jealous, but she's suspicious from the beginning. Like, she, she gives a look at, at, at Mike, being like, what the hell? And, like, then, like, he... Really? <laughs> I want to watch it. Yeah. Can you bring it up? So, we went and watched. I was wrong. <laughs> they wear different outfits. Yeah, I, I have a, when it comes to Elliot's clothes, <laughs> I'm usually more or less paying attention. It's still like, even if it's a week, you said like, okay, yeah. let's give you a It's a, it's relatively short. Yeah, I think it's hard. It's kind of hard to say. I mean, there is so, there is no length of time given in the episode, but we can use a little bit of like deduction, deduction right? They're packing for a trip. I mean, I'm a crazy person and I pack like a month in advance for something. I um, packed the day before. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes the hour before. Um, sometimes I just pack for you. Um, yeah. I'm like, this is what you're wearing. Ugh. And I'm like, okay. Um, but anyway, so I mean, I don't think it is Elliot and Margot. Yeah. So it's not out of their own possibility to say that they might pack like two weeks in advance for something. Or a week in advance for something. At least I, a week. I, you know, I, so I think that we can like settle on a, oh, this taking yes, this but being a week still saying even if it was two weeks yeah it would be a lot a lot from someone to go from like meeting someone being like that's my boyfriend exactly and especially it, elliot, especially elliot. Yeah. and like margot was so fine with quentin coming in mm -hmm. their life and she's super hostile to mike and I'm, I'm not sure if it's because like she likes quentin and know like she, it could be good for elliot or because like from from the beginning 
She she like what the fuck? Who's that guy? Yeah, but she's suspicious of Mike from the beginning. But it's I think you know I mean I'm gonna disagree and say I think it's 100% jealousy because they have googly eyes for each other from moment one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, and it's, it's like literally like there's that moment where it's like Mike Elliot and she's like Margo. Like she can tell from moment one that he is gonna excuse me microphone. I'm so sorry. You can <laughs> tell from moment one that like he is like head over heels for this guy. In a way that, like, it wasn't like that with Quentin, where they were like, "Hi, we're in love with each other forever." Really, were what 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 I mean is maybe like the totally nine timeline have a way in that. Maybe like Margot, the first timeline was super like, "What the fuck with, with Quentin?" But after thirty nine, like, mm. she, she has like she has a vibe of him. Meanwhile, it's the first time, and even Fox say it's the first time Mike is brought mm. in all the plots. So maybe. Um, Maybe there's a bit of that. Like, yes, there's jealousy, but I want to give Margot more than that because I see her, like, I see that, like, we can see in some glance that she makes at Mike and uh, when he say things that, like, that sounds off or, like, something's wrong. I don't know. To me, I, I 100% read it as, like, you have your best friend and all of a sudden you're the third wheel and, like, you're, this other person has, like, taken your place. I'm like, of course you're gonna be shady as fuck to them. Like, I had this best friend, and now all they do is talk about you, and they've fucking known you for a week, and all of a sudden you're dating, like, you're their boyfriend. Like, are you fucking kidding But that's, the, that's, that's what I mean uh, with, with Margot being suspicious. Like, she knows Elliot doesn't date. I don't know. I don't she, knows, she knows that, does, like, he, he does, he's, not, he's not Elliot, you know? Okay, this week's poll. Suspicion or jealousy? <laughs> that's good. I'm gonna write it know. down. She's just jealous. Well, I mean, rightfully so, but that's how I read it. Okay, on that same, so on that same uh, group, because mm -hmm. um, I think there's a lot going on with the three of them: uh, Mike, Margot, and Elliot. And Todd. First. And Todd. And <laughs> oh, Todd's the Peggy. <laughs> no, I was thinking of Steven oh, Universe. Steven. Nah, Todd's the Peggy. <laughs> anyway. So, I feel like, obviously, we touched on this a little bit, but the isolation of, like, being a third wheel in a group of, for, like, when your friend starts dating someone, or even when, like, your friend all of a sudden has a friend they're better friends with than you, you know? Oh, yeah, being the third wheel and also feeling that what you had with the other person like, might have been like fake. totally the, gone. Yeah, yeah, like, and... Uh, like shame on Elliot for that. Yeah. That is so like that's why I don't understand. Elliot is not the the type who commits. So what the fuck? Yeah. And like yeah, I guess the question is, was there some kind of enchantment involved in making him fall for him? Which I feel like is within the realm of possibilities because it is kind of bizarre. Like I remember watching it the first time and being like, good for you that you got a boyfriend, but like what? You were like a fuck boy, and now you're just like meet this guy and you're like. Ooh. Exactly, and he's like yeah. so in puppy love. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's so not on Elliot, and like after three seasons, we saw him with other guys. Yeah, he's not like that. No, not even with Quentin. No. <laughs> so like, and we don't see an enchantment, but I'm since the beast has power over Mike. Uh, yeah, I feel like maybe there is something. I think it's within the realm of possibility. Mm -hmm. The beast is the beast. He can fuck around with that kind of magic. Exactly. I buy that. Also, I, I would like to talk about um, Todd in this episode. Mm -hmm. First, uh, I know a lot of you love Todd, so yay, Todd arrived. <laughs> and the you first. We all love Todd because we all are Todd. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be 
you with the cool guys. Okay, bye. I like how we were both just raising our hands and then put it down slowly because that's what Todd is. Yes. But the first time we introduced that with him, they isolate him by being fucking mean to yeah, him. isolation and like making fun of him. And like, m- like making sure that he feels like stupid and yeah. awkward and like just... So they bully him. Oh yeah, they're 100%. fucking... Thank you, thank you. Yeah. And I don't know, like as someone who's been bullied and like Elliot has been bullied. I mean, that's the cycle. I guess. You gotta make people feel worse than you once you're in that position of power. And like, what year is Todd? Probably Elliot's and Margot. You think? Yeah, the first year. No, because otherwise it would be at Brigby and Salt. Oh yeah. And Margot's and Elliot are second yeah, year. Yeah, they've got at least. Be, I don't think he's higher than. No. They so, so no, because he's there no, in the season. Third year yeah, exactly. The, the disappeared year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and he asked. They asked his name. They're supposed to be like. There couldn't be that many people, even though they exaggerate how many people are in like, like physical kids. Yeah. That's true. I didn't think about that. He asked. They asked his name, and I don't know if he, this is a power move of like, oh, you're so nothing to us that we don't know your name, and they knew, or they legit didn't knew. That's kind of the worst. I have like a hate love relationship. Oh my god. Um, honestly, I love their art because like right now I hate them. Yeah, they get them. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, yes, I that idea of like of social social isolation and being made to feel like other for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot going on with Elliot too. I think that, I mean, if we throw the wrench of maybe it was a spell or something, mm-hmm. I'm gonna like set that aside for right now because yeah. that you know potentially change things. But I feel like he part of the reason he might have jumped on Mike if this wasn't, you know, he was fully aware of what he was doing, is, like, because he was feeling so isolated before that, but the idea of having a connection with someone, and also, Quentin is gone. And oh, maybe he's he, replacing... Yeah, like, his crush is gone. connection. Even just, like, they have a really close connection, so yeah. maybe he's, like, replacing that with something else. I don't know if that just came to my brain. But I feel like when you feel isolated, sometimes you try to fill it. I agree. other stuff, and yeah. sometimes that stuff is my... Um, <laughs> also, okay, something that I found so interesting as someone who, like, really likes Elliot and watches, he stops drinking in this episode. Do you notice that? He's not throwing him back. He doesn't really drink. There's the one scene which I think... He, no, it's the next, next episode, episode. Where he makes, like, a mixed drink, but that's not, like, him drinking out of his flask or him, like, boozing. That's true. Because he's in a relationship and he doesn't need to fill the hole. That is so sad. Yeah, like... Oh my god. When I thought about also how we use alcohol to isolate ourselves and this uh, (laughs) transition to Mayakovsky. Um, But like when, yeah, how we can use alcohol. It's interesting because it can be like a means of connection and a means of isolation. Oh yeah. You can isolate from your thoughts, but also there's like social drinking and like I do this to like be around other people. Let's let's relate that to Julia and her drunk dad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Of... Alcohol being that too. Yeah. Like alcohol and magic being the same thing. Mm. Me- meaning you ha- you need people to cast spell and like yeah. to create like she needs someone to talk about it and she needs someone and th- that, that that's why Richard and the Free Trader, Trader Bay will, will really help her later. Oh. That's the group. Yes, I know. I just forgot and was like wolves. Oh! I don't remember wolves! <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, uh... 
and like she go in this dark spiral. Meanwhile, Quentin, who is like, well, like supported, can have magic and not fall into a pit of despair. <laughs> So I, 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 I like there's a comparison there. I think that, and that's why like the moment Julia is attacked about like, oh, I'm not like dad. It's like because she relate magic and drinking the same way. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Okay, that's yeah. it. <laughs> one, one, uh, one last thing uh, before we go to break bills out and uh, freeze our asses. Um, have you noticed that um, Margot decided to bring? Uh, Todd with her. I did notice that. Because she's not able to be alone. Uh-huh. I feel that... I didn't think about that, though, but yeah. Because, like, why would she bring Todd? Yeah, so she could just go alone. She could go alone. Like, there, there are people that are ready to fuck her. Like, they were uh, about to miss the opening the orgy. Opening orgy. <laughs> you know, you know? Like and Margot is a bae. She would get fucked. Yeah. And ha I think she brought... Todd want to have someone and mm -hmm. to, to have a servant for a week. Because, <laughs> like, he's a puppy next to her, you know? Yeah. Yes. Actually, I have one more thing to say before we get cold. Um, I actually had a thought about Mike. And we... So we get the impression from the next episode when he comes out of this spell that perhaps he was not aware of any no no not per not perhaps he wasn't well no no it's done from later he blacked out that wasn't okay. Mike. that okay, was the beast okay, okay. it seems like he has no memories at all of anything no. like it's not like he was in his head but couldn't like control what was happening you know what i mean it seems like he was like in brooklyn and then boop like two weeks have passed and he's in a dungeon and he's like what the fuck is happening yeah this is again skipping to the next episode but I feel like, you know, we don't really know what was going on in his head. Mm -hmm. You know, if he was sort of aware while the beast was in there and just like forgot, or, you know. And yeah. I thought about like how isolating that would be to be like in your head and know that like you're not in control of your own actions and that all this fucked up shit is happening in the bunny. No, let's not talk about the bunny. That's uh, the other episode and there's our bunny there. You're going to traumatize them. Sorry, Winston. Um, um, but also, but yeah, have you? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna connect that to another book, which a lot of people hate, but honestly, I liked is uh, the host. Okay. And it's basically an, an alien that take over a girl's body, and usually the the, the mind of the human leaves, but mm. her she doesn't. Really? So the host and the the girl have to fight, and like there's yeah. a whole thing. But I think you're right that like because in the book she says how. Oh, the moment, like, she doesn't, she's in her body, but she cannot do anything. She's being paralyzed. It, it, it's like, it, she's, it's like looking at a movie. Yeah. You know? It's really scary. Yeah, and I, no, I, I, I agree that I never looked into Mike right now, but. That poor guy. That poor guy. He did nothing. Except being a magician and cute. And cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Confirmed. Oh, also. I think that the spell would have worked. Like, if let's say that there's a love spell, okay, okay with Mike, it would have worked with Margot too. I'm sure of that mm. because he was the taste of Margot and Elliot. How do you know? Did you talk to Margot? No, because the Beast says it to 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 Jane in the next episode. So what? Yeah, you see, like, oh, I just had to find a magician that like uh, fits. Uh, like they're liking or something like that. Yeah, but I don't think he meant the two of them. 
I think that it could be Margot's jam too. Oh, no. You think, like, you think that he didn't care which one of them fell yeah. in love with him? Okay, but that it could have been a spell, but it was just like whichever one one of them will, takes on first. Yeah, or, exactly. Like, and apparently Elliot got dibs. Like the first person to touch him, or then maybe they shook hands. Something yeah, like that. Okay, okay, okay. And, um, I don't know, I... I like this idea. I thought you meant that it couldn't have been a love spell because they weren't both infatuated with him. No, 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 no. The contrary, the contrary, in fact. Okay, now let's turn into geese and go to break Bill's out. Honk! Honk! That's one of my favorite lines of the book. Honk! Honk, 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 honk! Agreed, Quentin. Oh my god. It's like my favorite line of all the books. That's like that that fan fiction. That's just I am Groot. Is the most different. is the most read fanfic on Ao3. I'm gonna have to put a, a oh note God. on the Show notes. Yeah, very important. Read it. It's, it's oh, it, oh, you'll uh, laugh. You'll cry. And 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 at the end, the, the author had to stop because it like too emotional, and I agree. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just for starters, right? There's the physical isolation of Breakdown South with yeah. you're alone with however many people. I think it was like 16 or something. They said like. Around 20 people. Because I think they said there were 16 others. Yeah. There's some kind of... So uh, around 20 people. What? Yeah. That's not a lot of people. For six months. Holy crap. Yeah. In the middle... Yeah. You can't of, go anywhere. You're in the tundra. Oh, ex exactly. And like, it's a blizzard all the time. Probably a spell. Oh, well, maybe they're <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> With us. But yeah, and it's it's like... They, they are isolating them for a purpose they need to focus and it's hard magic it's like a forced writer's retreat yeah you will go here and you will learn magic because there's nothing else to do basically <laughs> because the only thing you have to do is sex and even Mayakovsky says it's like why don't you do fuck no okay then magic so like you expect people to fuck you know yeah. so they only have to fuck or magic so like I think it's a bad way to do it but it's the only way for the school to find a way for their student to learn nonverbal spell is to drill it. Well, I also just have questions because we know, so skipping around to Mayakovsky a little bit, this we know we will learn in the future. Yeah, we haven't learned yet. We will learn in the future, right, that he is in forced isolation essentially yeah. because of something that he did. He With has Emily. to be in break builds, yes. We don't know that yet. Yes, we, we know about. No, we know we about. We don't him. know that it's him. Yeah, but like we can talk as we know. <laughs> you don't know people who are listening to this clearly haven't seen all the first season um but yes with i'm i'm much more sensitive and nice about spoilers okay we've been talking about the next episode for like 20 minutes <laughs> okay but so mykovsky was essentially forced into isolation yeah. being at break bill south because of the ship that went down with emily yeah um and my question is, so Break, but Breakfield South existed before my costume? Yes. Okay, we know this? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's a tradition. Okay, um, let's go put this in my... Why the fuck is the pedagogy at this school like this? Also, who was doing that before? Where did it that was another teacher go? that was not forced there. Oh, who like just hated people and wanted to be out in the cold. Or saying like, yeah, it's gonna be like... Okay, but also a person who wants to be there shouldn't be around children. Like, a person who's like, I hate people, I would rather be alone for six months yeah. of the year in the tundra. I don't know if that's someone who should be teaching children. And also, um, just, like, side note, when they turn into foxes later on, why is it okay that he just, like, watches two students get naked? That should not be allowed. 
My Especially ex- for someone who slept with a student. <laughs> what is happening well, at them, this school? Well, I saw them naked when they arrived. As, as geese. That's not okay either. It okay. wasn't okay then. It isn't okay but now. Talking, Don't see your students naked. Talking about Mayakovsky's isolation and um, um, drink that, uh, like uh, alcohol, as we do, we talk Wait earlier. Uh, 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 alcohol. alcohol. Um, oh, that was our song of the, of the episode. Um, <laughs> we know that Mayakovsky drinks a lot. Mm-hmm. and makes him mean and the moment he gets he, he become a bit nice or like will help penny he drinks he don't want to be nice does he ever not drink though he's pretty much just always drinking well but the moment he's not drinking and he's kind of nice he's gonna be he's gonna double drink after that like we see him drinking all the time well after that. i mean i think that he made a connection with emily and look where that got him so he just can't make connections with people but, uh, that, that's, that's what why he's an extra dick that, that's what i mean i mean like he, he don't yeah. want to isolate himself from his student because he don't want anything which makes me think what kind of guy was mayakovsky before break I this in my notes i, I am like, sure always like this no. i think it was after emily yeah, and I'm sure he was like he's an amazing t- teacher, and yeah. we're gonna see further in the season. This guy is a fucking genius, yeah. and like isolating him and making him this bitter guy in Break Bill South was not the answer to what happened. Also, can I just say again, this makes no sense. Okay, you are the board of a school, and you have a teacher who has slept with a student. Mm-hmm. Fire that teacher. Okay. Don't send them to a place where they are alone with naked students. This <laughs> makes zero sense. Yep. Okay, that, no. Like, fucking Dean Fogg. I'm going to write him a strong word. <laughs> um, every episode in my notes, it's always fuck Dean Fogg. I feel like even if he's not in the episode, he's done yeah. some shit. That just but should. I just feel like, you know, the moment where you go see Katie and you say like, hey, I, I didn't understand who your mom was to you. And I'm gonna let you go. Don't like. I'm gonna pretend you fled Breakbill South. Just don't come back. I think that's the moment we see who Mayakovsky yeah. was before Emily. Like well, the guy that cared and the guy that yeah. understands pain. Well, I think that it's exactly what we're sort of getting back to, which is I think. I mean, it's a defense mechanism, right? I think yeah. that he was a nice person and mm-hmm. he was probably you know well, like rough around the edges, but like. I had a teacher like that in college who was just like, ah, what are rules? Get a two by four. It's 3D class. Also, is he playing the cliche of the Russian, drunk Russian? I don't know. I don't think so. Or is he the cliche? I think he's just... Like, is he, is he leaning into that cliche? No, I don't think so. I no? think that he... So, but anyway, to finish my thought, um, yeah, I feel I just feel like it's, like, before... Emily, he was probably like a teacher who was like a little up around the edges and whatever, but like generally cared about students and their well-being. And then after the shit with em- Emily happened, it's like her whole, like, I think he probably feels responsible for fucking up her whole life. Like, because now, you know, she gave up magic and like thinks magic is the devil. Magic away from her, essentially. Well, that's her choice, though. I mean, it's not, though. It because is. Because of what he, so, okay. So he had a relationship with a student. They had a relationship together. Okay. And... She did a spell to try and change herself for him. The relationship, he realized how dangerous the relation was. Mm. And they said to like knock it off. 
Because it was like, whoa, I'm fucking a student and I'm oh, having okay, feelings. Okay. I thought there was... No. Okay, so it was just her being up in her head. And he's like, like he's going to take me back if I'm prettier. If I'm prettier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but anyway, so she does this spell to, to try and get him back. And then, you know, like, Charlie ends up dying because of that. And yeah. then, you know, all this shit ends up, like, snowballing. But then, I mean, I feel like Mayakovsky probably feels responsible for that. Yeah for even if it wasn't his fault like he tried to do the, the right thing by mm-hmm. by stopping this relationship but then it ended up really you know what i mean now magic she's watched someone she was close with die trying to save her using magic magic has you know done fucked her up like you know I, I, mean? I agree but then my i'm gonna uh, ask you a question then why does he enable alice and quentin to be basically be together like if you see them having feelings for each other yeah, and he's the uh, enabler of that people who are allowed to be in a relationship i think he wishes that he could be in a relationship with the person he wanted to be in a relationship with oh he's li- uh, live uh, pro- precariously yeah pro- i don't pro- think he like wants everyone to be miserable just because he's miserable i think he wishes he could be happy and be with emily and he wants other people to see that's the, that's the thing with Mayakovsky. everyone's like oh he's a dick and he's mean but what did he do he helped katie not get her mind erased. Uh, Elp Penny saying like, dude, just learn your power and don't be afraid of them. And make koalas happen. Make koalas? Koalas. Quentin plus Alice, koalas. Oh, koalas. But koala too, if you want. Koalas. <laughs> so basically like that guy cares so much, you know, but he, he pretend he doesn't with alcohol and with this like, Tough guy attitude, which make like which is one. What made me realize that is when you say to Penny, "You're free mm. to go anywhere you want," and you see the desire for him to travel. Like I don't know if Michael sees a traveler, but like he, I don't think so. but he wants to be have Penny's gift, you know. Mm. And like that's where I was like, oh okay, the guy cares. Just he's, he's like a Penny, but worse and Russian. <laughs> <laughs> So something else that I wanted to touch on was also the isolation and not being able to speak or communicate mm-hmm. verbally. And um, it actually really made me think about uh, being places where I don't speak the language, where like now I struggle with that all the time because like I speak French, but not like in to, my like, family, oh my God. Not, even, not enough to like, you know, like when I'm at a family dinner and everyone's talking in French, I'm just like, I'm going to go play with the children. <laughs> they don't care if I can't speak French. Um, but also, like, I even thought about a time where I was visiting Japan where I knew, like, no Japanese, mm-hmm. like, conversationally. I could say, like, my name is, but I couldn't have a conversation. I asked questions, and I was trying to buy a kimono that fit me, and, like, I couldn't even... I tried so hard to think of, like, how to, like, charades this, or, like, you know, think of any way that I could say it, and I just, like, could not. There was nothing I could do to communicate mm-hmm. what I needed to communicate to these people, and I ended up buying a kimono, which I still have for like a six foot tall person that will never fit me in my life. Um, but it's from Japan. I don't know. I could try it. No, it's true. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that that being said, just like how isolating it is when you almost in a similar way to like Mike potentially being trapped in his head when it's like you have this thing that you so clearly want to like get across to someone yeah. else, and just like you can't. But and that's why I learn ha- sign language, bitches. Well, that that's the thing is uh, I'm oh. Bunny! Hi! Bun bun. I was like, there's a noise near us. It's not a bunny. Hi. His name is Winston Hi. and he's cute. Hi, he's our guest. Hi. What do you have to say? Really? Huh. That's a good point, actually. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, basically, Quentin 
for all his flaw and all we say like, oh, you silly Quentin, he finds a way to communicate his anger to uh, to to Mayakovsky and like we see him struggle with the exact spell he's gonna do. Within second, he's like this. Ma he managed to like yeah. make all the nails uh, floats and like spell dick, meaning like yes, in anger there is power, but also Quentin found a way to talk without talking. And honestly, kudos for him, cause like that's smart. I mean, that's fair, but also okay. Listen. So, him writing dick is what gets Alice to go over and kiss him, mm -hmm. and she looks down at it, and then Dick brings them together. <laughs> and also, there's the bag of dicks in this episode, and I just think that this is a very dick-centric episode. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. also a lot of actual dicks sleeping together. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, I think there's something going on with dicks here. There's a dick of what? I don't know why. That's a weird anyway. Um, so but also, uh, that, like, as we were talking of uh, them being silent, mm -hmm. the fact that they all are voiceless in this terrible, cold place mm -hmm. um, make them having an experience within the class that n nobody will ever do. Even if another class, like Elliot and Margot's, when there, it, it wasn't their time, that time at Brickville South where we had, yeah. we were all miserable together. <laughs> and I feel like sharing experience make also like you less isolated. It really reminds me of going on retreats. So like when I was in college, I went to a Catholic college, not Catholic, but I went to a Catholic college. Wow. Yeah. But I used to go on these Catholic retreats just because my friends were Catholic. I don't know. But so we would, if you've never been on a retreat, you like, uh, they can be religious, they can not be, but sort of the idea of a, you know, typical retreat is like a religious connotation. So we would go for like, usually it'd be like a weekend and it would be like, you know, a little like housing like that. It's like very self-contained. It would be mm -hmm. like one hallway and tiny rooms like that that are like all up against each other and you know, maybe you have a roommate, whatever. And, but it would be this very like yeah. community experience, you know, you would spend sun up, sun down, you're, you're eating, you're not going outside, yeah. usually a lot of times you can't have your cell phones or there's limited cell phone access because it's like in the mountains somewhere with some nuns, I don't know. But anyway, but this, so there was this one retreat I went on called Search and it's like a, like a worldwide um, it's like a very big retreat and there's sort of like a search community, but it would be like, oh, like we were searched 23 and like we were searched like 24, but it would be like that kind of like, yes, we have a great community. We all experience this, but like, you don't know what happened in search 24. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah, 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 no, yeah, I, 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 I agree. And I think that, um, yeah, that there is something not, it, it's kind of isolating when you try to have a share experience. Like Mar I'm sure that the uh, Alice and Quentin will end up talking with Margot and, Elliot of like their time in break. Like, you can't, it's like when you have that kind of experience, it's so hard to explain it to someone else to like get them to understand why it was meaningful to you. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just found a, a new, a new uh, uh, penis thing, penis thing in my uh -huh. notes. Uh, you know, when they control the, um, the, the, the bugs, the bugs, they are doing this end gesture that, that looks like fingering and they have to, to make a fly go in different holes. Just saying, it's phallic. Everything's phallic. Patriarchy. Um, so I want to, since we're sort of on the topic of Allison Q, um, yeah. I also think that like they needed that isolation to finally get oh, together. Yes. yes. You know, like that intimacy and like the forced intimacy 
Um, yeah, because I like we we see at the next episode, but Alice is not able to be with feelings. No. She's scared of, of her own feelings because she has a fucked up family that emotionally abuses her. Stephanie. Yeah, and I think that um, seeing that she always go to like she looks at you for comfort <clears throat> might have been like one of the reason, mm -hmm. you know, and. Um, And that's what I was saying, like the sharing experience, it break their resolution, basically. Yeah, it's like you're the only one who can know what is going on in my brain right now. And like she Even just, yeah, talk. and like she just let her down, her walls down with mm -hmm. Quentin. So I think like this is the moment of like, okay, yeah, there is something. But the one question I have that I am not able to answer, mm -hmm. why are they the only two that cannot mind control? You're too busy thinking about fucking each other. <laughs> I think it's more deep than that. I mean, there um, must be a reason. I don't know. I feel like maybe they're distracted by that. Like, because I think there's a lot of thoughts going on. Quentin is an anxiety ball. And he's like, ah, we did this thing. What does it mean? I can't talk about it. Yeah. Ah. I don't know. That's how I interpret it. And we know Alice doesn't know how to deal with feelings. So I feel like they're just really in their heads about it. Yeah. That was my sort of interpretation. Do you have any other theories? I feel like there's some, like, um, later, uh, earlier in the episode, while he's, uh, Mayakovsky is giving that, uh, that whole speech, mm -hmm. uh, he say, are you the controller of the, uh, the control? Mm -hmm. And, like, when he, he say that, we have a big zoom on Katie, less like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> and, like, put her, her walls up, because, like, she's controlled. Yeah. Even if she's, she's having this, like, controller attitude. Yeah. And I feel... There is something in Quentin and Alice that do not want to control. <clears throat> well, yeah, and I mean, that's the first thing they say. Like, they're the first two to speak up and are like, we shouldn't be fucking around with other life forms. It's the, it's the two of them, I think, yeah. that say that, right? And he's like, ah! I don't know if it's... Oh, well, this is Man Eye Moody. Who wants to watch me play with some spiders? <laughs> But I also, I think that it might have, like... A reason it, that happened during the 39 other lives mm. something might hide but like as as we learn mind controlled through animals we see Mike being mind controlled it's so funny I just made that connection me too oh my yeah. god brainwave but like <laughs> and the fact that Alice and Quentin are mm. resistant to it might have something to do that's true I think it's because wards are just shitty oh yeah they're shit all that other stuff out Focus on one thing. And, like, there's an ethic point of view also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that Alice learned the hard way that magic can be unethical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And not to cross borders, uh, lines. Yeah. Not to cross lines. So, yeah, I think there's something there. But, like, are you the controller or the controlled? I think this is the main theme of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the sort of last couple that I wanted to talk about was uh, Kenny, Kenny and Patey. Is <laughs> Sometimes I do that with the babies. Instead of calling them Zoe and Noah, I call them Noe and Zoa. Which I'm like, that's actually kind of yeah. cool names. I don't know. But anyway. Good fantasy um, name. Katie and Penny. So yeah, if you hot tip. If you need to make a fantasy name, just pick two people in your life and switch the first yep. letter. Yeah, there you go. All right. So Katie and Penny. Um, I think there's like just a lot of 
A lot of shit going on. Oh, yeah. Because right in the very beginning, Katie tries to talk to Penny, and he, like, 100% is just like, nope, like, I'm not going to have that emotional confrontation. Even, like, and, uh, uh, they, they romanticized what they had felt as bird. was like, like, they were like, uh, Penny and, uh, and, no, not Penny. Oh, as bird. Uh, as bird. Like, I heard of birth. I don't remember Nobody, like, talking uh, about what happened. Like, Quentin and Alice are in this deep, yeah. like, oh, my God. And even, like, Katie's like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, I shot everywhere, but I got to eat bugs. You know? <laughs> like, he, he, he's so, like, not into it. But what I thought was really interesting about that was that I found there's, like, a like a psychological definition for isolation. Okay. Um, it's like, you know, one of those Freudian things. But the sort of like psychological definition of that is it's a defense mechanism, uh, avoiding confronting an emotion in a difficult situation, like isolating yourself. So like that's what yeah. he's doing there. Yeah. He's isolating himself from dealing with emotions. They yep. all are. Um, and then I feel like when like Katie giving him the chocolate is also sort of another example of this. Like, well, we can't talk about our feelings. Okay, you but- won't let me talk about feelings, so I'll give you chocolate. No, honestly, uh, for like... Since I watched this show, I was like, why did she get that chocolate? I realized it was written in Russian. Yeah. So she stole it from Mayakovsky. They don't have a little store? I doubt it. I'm pretty sure she stole it. They've got to have food in the cupboards. It's not... I don't know. Like, for it to be meaningful, you know? I don't know. Because we never learn, learn like, Penny's deep love of chocolate. That's true. She could have stolen But it could still just be, like, a nice gesture. But that's true. She could have stolen it. I don't know. I imagine they got to give them some some food, snacks, the snack area. <laughs> and um, uh, also, yeah. for me, what's interesting with Katie's ar- uh, arc in isolation in that mm-hmm. they are speaking the whole time of, like, being free of Marina and how she, like, how, how could they be free. But the moment... She learned that his mom, her mom is dead, so she, Marina don't have any power over her. Is the moment Katie is isolated of everyone because she fled. Yeah. She isolates herself the moment she's free because of what happened. But like she's been dreaming so much of like getting free, and she was ready to run away with Penny. But then this happened, yeah. and it, there, there's this like tragic thing. Like it's so. Katie's destiny is so tragic because a lot of things could have gone better. Yeah. She's just, she's out of luck, man. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I also think it's interesting that, like, she, I mean, we see this back in the episode where she's tattooing him, she's mm-hmm. tattooing Penny, and he's like, tell me about yourself. And she's like, no. <laughs> her walls are so high, that's yeah. verbatim. Her walls are so high up. And so the fact that she is letting her ward down is, like, so so meaningful you know what i mean i think it's, it's like, deeper like for her it's deeper than sex and oh the, yeah the, it's it was her I, I love you yeah like that to her especially for her i mean as opposed to anyone else on this show i feel like that really is a meaningful gesture oh yeah and shows about their you know their connection and like yeah i feel like the the idea of being it's almost like a relief from being isolated about the truth, like mm-hmm. well, not being able to tell anyone what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I think that the trials was the first time that she could just like tell the truth about something. Which makes me think of Julia. Why? Because she, oh, cannot, because she can't talk, talk about, about magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, we know that Julia and Katie will be lesbians soon together. <laughs> <laughs> they're, in, they're in lesbians. 
no, but they, they will be together in this like altered edge witchy thing. But yeah, no, I agree that there is something there. Yeah. I know that's interesting. That like both, maybe that's why Katie and, and Julia end up understanding each other without yeah. knowing each other. Like, isolated without, by have, like, not having anyone to share. There, like there are secrets like, yeah. that are too hard to, yeah. yeah. Um, or there are repercussions to sharing those secrets, you know? Yeah. But also I think, um, and I mean, I, I don't know, this is probably coming from my perspective as someone who has lost a parent, but like, I also thought about that, like, she, like, finds out that her mom is dead. And even if she hadn't, like, also immediately run off. Mm -hmm. But, like, that is a really isolating experience. Yes. Because it's one of those experiences that not, you know, your peers haven't necessarily experienced that. And, like, and even if they have, like, it's not very the same for anyone. So, like... I'm just thinking just, something weird yeah. because, like, it happened with your dad. But, like, that... Like Katie. Uh -huh. So, <laughs> and you said that this yeah, this had prepared you for your dad to be gone. I don't think it helped Katie. No? <laughs> Do you think that she would have reacted differently if she was in Brick Bills? Yeah, probably. She would probably go after Marina. Probably, yeah, I don't know. And I'm sure, like, the, the thing is, the Dean would have gone after her ass and wiped mm, her. Immediately, yeah. That's true, she wouldn't have had the chance to run away. Yeah. So I think like it's kind of a blessing in itself that she was a sleepaway camp. Sleepaway camp. Don't go there, your parents will die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but my favorite, and I mean, this is terrible. It's not a favorite thing. But like, so I wanna, I used to go to sleepaway camp every uh, year in the summer. And the one year I went away, my dad died. And the next year while I was away, my aunt died. And my mom was like, stop going to sleepaway camp. <laughs> I'm gonna be next. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, what else is ahead? Oh, also, I feel, I feel for, like, both Katie and Penny in this situation because, like, right, in Penny, in Penny's perspective, like, Katie has abandoned him? Yeah. But no, because she doesn't know how to use her face words. She's like, it's either, like, take all my words down or write an ambiguous note. Like, there's no in-between. Nope. Uh, and so, I think, so, like, yes, the isolation of, like, I mean, I'm sure, like, a lot of people have had that experience of just, like, having someone in your life and you think things are fine and then, like, all of a sudden something is, like, you don't even know what happened. Like, did you do something? That idea of then you start, like, internalizing, you know, like, did yeah. I do something? And yeah. Penny's the kind of person who's not going to talk to anybody. Katie's the only person you really talked to. Um, you, because it's the only person that opened up to him. But that's not true. No, that he before, opened up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it took her almost this long. But, like, also on Katie's... And, like, the isolation of having to make a decision like that. Like, my pops is because we have to choose right now. Well, but, you know? but right, while you say that, you said that the decisions are isolating. Yeah. Like, whatever the decision you make, it is. Yeah. You're going to isolate yourself. And I, I find this comparison really uh, powerful because yeah. I never saw it that way. But, but I, I don't know. I just feel bad. Whenever someone's in a situation or you have to make a decision where there's just like no good answer, and like either way, you know, like running away is gonna make you look like the bad guy. But like, yeah, you but know, she is a little penny for his good, and I'm gonna I hate when people do that. And I'm gonna put that in, in cool. Yeah. But it is true that he needs to be there to learn, because yeah. otherwise he's gonna die. And like even if she, she did it the wrong mm -hmm. way, I think she did the right thing by le like making penny. 
and she has to be vague because she knows Penny. Yeah, I mean, we'll be see this later on how far he's willing to go for her, and she's like, "Stop it!" Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, he fucking sell his soul to the library, but that's another problem. We all. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I just feel that she knew Penny so much, and like that, he would. Uh, he will end up like jeopardizing himself for her and she wanted yeah. him to be safe because and Maya that's why Mayakowski told her like he needs to be here. Yeah. And that's why she I, I think that's why she was vague at least. The only other thing that I really have to say about this episode was I was thinking about Penny's tattoo and how that, you know, looking at that as a form of isolation as like not being able to go anywhere or do anything, you know, only being able to astral project. And, but also like being a traveler in general as being isolated. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. time to uh, do now the vase and the flower. Oh. Wanna explain what it is? I mean, if you don't know what it is by now. <laughs> but yeah, I will I'll explain it to you with my face words. Um, so back in the day, you know, you'd go see an old timey show because he was the old times. And uh, you know, you'd like the performance. You'd be like, that was a nice performance. And then you'd throw some flowers at the performance. You know? mm -hmm. Like yep. that. That's the sound flowers make mm -hmm. when they're being thrown. So, if you didn't like the performance, you'd be like, ah, it's a terrible performance. And you'd take the vase and you'd throw that instead. Yep. Um, yes. Much to the dismay of the potter in the corner, boy. My vase! Like the cabbage man in Avatar. Yes, it's very important. <laughs> so, um, we adopt this beautiful French saying. And uh, every episode we pick someone who uh, did a good job at existing and we give them a flower. Someone who did a not so great job, and we throw a vase at their face. Yep. Yeah. So um, let's see if I can remember who I picked. Well, I know uh, for um, <clears throat> for myself, mm. I want to give a flower to Katie <coughs> because um, first she dropped her wall, and like it's a big thing for her to do that. But also for letting Penny stay in red bills. Yeah. Because we know that. Um, she doesn't care, but when she cares, she cares a lot. Yes. And I think that uh, that was the the biggest thing she could have done for Penny. Uh, I think if Penny's alive in this timeline, it's because of that. Um, so you go. <coughs> and, then, and I want to throw a vase to Elliot for being such a shitty best friend to Margot and like abandoning her because Mike is there. That's fair. Fuck, fuck him. Honestly, fuck him. But I mean, not in the nice I would way. Fuck him. <laughs> I can fuck him in a mean way. Okay. We can talk about it. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> so uh, I would like to start by throwing my vase at two people because they're together when this happens. Okay. Maz, Mario, and Elliot for being bullies to Todd. Yes. They don't need to be like that. They all are already cool and nice people. They do not need to be bullies to gain power. They can just be like, no, we don't like you. They don't need to be like, the last guy turned into a pig and we ate him. <laughs> so awful. That's cannibalism, Elliot. Anyway. Um, and, and like, not even, like, being precious about it. Like, they're literally laughing about it while Todd is still walking up the mm -hmm. stairs. Like, he can hear them. He knows. Poor Todd. And I actually would like to give my rose to um, 
Oh, we're in the bachelor? Yes, I always decided to rose. <laughs> I'm gonna give my rose to Cassandra. Um, no. Cassandra is a real character in The Magician. Is she? Yeah, it's the woman that writes in season three. No, it's the face of skin from. <laughs> Moisturize me! Moisturize me! <laughs> anyway, um, I'm gonna give my rose flower <laughs> to Mayakovsky. Uh, although he is a shithead and mm -hmm. a drunk and shouldn't be around naked students because no one should be around their students when they're naked. Yes. It's never a good scene. Um, I appreciate that he's real with Katie and like actually has a moment of like genuine not shittiness. Um, I don't know. I think for him that's really hard. Yeah. And so I appreciate that he's trying even if he covers in vodka afterwards. Fun fact, did you know that the sign language sign for Russian just vodka. <laughs> what? Sign language is really racist, y'all. Oh boy. We'll get into it later. Okay. I want lasagna. Yeah, it's, it's called my name. Okay. This has been Florian United, and we want to thank Harry Potter and the Sacred Text as well as Spirit Podcast in order for their help and their support. We also want to thank our amazing patron that helped us go running, patrons such as the lovely Elliot. If you want to join the rank of the Foo Fighter, just go to patreon.com dash united. It's patreon.com dash united. And as little as $1, you can be a member of our clan. <laughs> if you want to reach to us, you can always go on Facebook or on Tumblr under the handle Philorian United. Our Twitter handle is at Philorians with an S. Please review us on iTunes. It helps others find the show and makes our day. <laughs> See you next episode where we're going to analyze the eighth episode under the theme of Connection. Until then, have a wonderful day. Bye. Uh, but yeah, and I... You're right, I just like the poke holes. <laughs> oh. oh, that's the lasagna. No, lasagna. Lasagna break. <laughs> We're back. We're scheduled lasagna break. <laughs>
This has been Philorian United, and we want to thank Harry Potter and the Sacred Text as well as Spirit Podcast in order for their help and their support. We also want to thank our amazing patron that helped us go running, patrons such as the lovely Elliot. If you want to join the rank of the Foo Fighter, just go to patreon.com dash Philorians United. It's patreon.com dash Philorians United. And as little as $1, you can be a member of our clan. (laughs) Um, If you want to reach to us, you can always go on Facebook or on Tumblr under the handle Philorians United. For... Our Twitter handle is at Philorians with an S. And please review us on iTunes to help others find. Please review other. Please review us on iTunes. It helps others find the show and makes our day. <laughs> if you have any. Uh, see you next week where. See you next episode where we're gonna. See you next episode where we're gonna analyze the. See you next episode where we're gonna analyze the eighth episode under the theme of connection. Until then, have a wonderful day. Bye.